What up? <laughs> <laughs> this is your show, Caroline. Go for it. <laughs> What's up, guys? So um, I got Camilo on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, Camilo is the head of our operations at Clickable. And I wanted to bring him on the podcast because we made some massive moves in the past few months regardless of a pandemic. I was like, yo, homie, you want to talk about it? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) On the podcast. (laughs) So here we are. So this is the first time everybody's like hearing about you. Oh, by the way, he has his own podcast. So let's shout your podcast out because we want everybody to hear it. And by the way, you have to know Spanish (laughs) in order to, in order to listen to it. But that'll give everybody a little bit of practice to know their Spanish. Yes. Well, thank you. I'm glad. Thank you for the invite to my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to the podcast that, that my company is running. Um, yeah, excited to be here. Sweet. <laughs> so we um, we called this this whole project that we did Project Phoenix, and basically what had happened was, um, you know, we the pandemic was something that nobody ever thought that was gonna happen, right? I mean, it was, it was it was scary at first. I think everybody's kind of used to it. Some businesses are still struggling. A lot of businesses are still struggling right now. And we actually had lost a couple of clients even before the pandemic. So we were in a pre-pandemic before the pandemic. So, yeah. any thoughts on that? Yeah, we, we heard. We were pre-gaming the financial disaster that the pandemic was going to be. Yeah, we were already having our own pre-game. So Camila was like, oh, we, we got to fix something and we're going to call the project Project Phoenix. And I was like, hell yeah, that's a great name because Phoenix is, you know, there might be a fire that happens, but you got to come out of it like a Phoenix, whatever problems that happen. So we had had some major revenue problems and then now we're good. That's taken a lot of hard work to do that, but also a lot of coaching on the motivation side, right? So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was, it was difficult because we sort of saw it, saw it coming um, because at that point I felt like we we're building a house of cards. And unfortunately, the whole thing with the pandemic happened. So it was sort of a double, double whammy that we knew that we should have implemented a lot of things back then so that we wouldn't be in such a bad financial situation, but we didn't. So it was one of those things that like life sort of told us like, hey, well, you guys didn't make it happen, so going to push you to make it happen. Um, but yeah, I remember that that time there was, I think it was on a Wednesday, that um, it, it was quiet in my office, it was quiet in your office, and then all of a sudden you get a call. And and it was one of our biggest clients at the time. And then all I hear like and why is it that you want why is it that you want to cancel? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that like that was one of our few clients. We have very few clients at the time. And then I go and I call Mike, our other partner in the company, and I'm like, hey bro shit's hitting the fan like things are gonna get a little tough and then the pandemic happened and you know we could have just said well this is it but what we did instead is that we actually um 
like the great entrepreneurs that we have, we made light out of it. And like Caroline mentioned, we put a title, we named it Project, um, uh, Project Phoenix, the rebirth of clickable impact. And the whole, the whole point of that is to understand that we started at a place at a very difficult place, but that if we pushed hard enough and if we did the right things, we're just gonna come out on top and here we are on top. Well, getting there. <laughs> we're definitely back in Adam um, to where we were before and now it's only up from here. So it's been a fun ride, homie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, SBA, for the one that you gave us. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's true like now I mean back then we had a lot of free time because of you know the client that we lost because of the pandemic and for x or y reasons but now I mean we're up to our next in work yeah which is a good thing yeah my job is to keep you crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. I yes. say that because I'm I run if you guys don't know I run all the sales and clickable and it but even before Project Phoenix, I was the only salesperson. So that was a big thing in Project Phoenix, not only improving our fulfillment processes, improving our uh, the way that we structure our teams, the way that we uh, actually do operations, but it was also about improving our entire business in general. So I had been the only salesperson for the longest time they were like, hey, we got to do something else. We got to do something different because everybody is clickable as a high performer. I don't think we don't choose anybody less than a high performer. And so, you know, we restructured the team. We made three people on our team that were doing fulfillment services for us. We made them sales reps, number one. So that was a big thing. That was a huge change. I was scared because I wasn't sure it was going to work, but it ended up working really well. And now they're some of the highest sales performers that we have on top of now having an international sales team, so. Yeah, which was, you know, and, and that, that's the key because I definitely don't want to make it sound to our wonderful listeners that it was just Carolyn and I. Um, by no means, not even close, we have a wonderful team, like an amazing, amazing team. Everyone, like she mentioned, is a high performer. So when everyone knew that we're going through like some, some financial hardships, everyone just stepped up to the plate. Like they literally said, okay, what do we need to do? And that's where the whole thing with Project Phoenix came about. Like she mentioned, there's three three people, you know, that moved from sales to, from fulfillment to sales. And mind you, they were killing it doing fulfillment. That was actually like something that initially a question, but it was one of those things that they had so much power, they had so much potential inside of them that it, it, it made sense. I mean. It didn't really matter if they were doing fulfillment, if they were doing Facebook ads or email marketing, or if they were doing sales, they were just gonna kill it regardless. They're just monsters. So we got really, I guess, lucky on that side that you know we were able to keep a culture, a clickable impact that is just wonderful, that just breeds talent. I would say breeds, blessed. Yes. I would say blessed. Blessed. Very, yes, very important. Um, so yeah, it was that, like, that was one of the things. What else did we do? So one, it was, it was that transition from moving people um, out of fulfillment because there was nothing to fulfill yeah. to sales. <laughs> well, there were still clients, but we had basically capacity management, what our CFO says, right? Which is we need to make sure we have enough sales coming in and as much jobs coming in, right? Or as many clients. Um, this, I think the second piece was... 
showing the team that and and convincing the team, convincing and or showing the team that money isn't a motivator, right? Really bringing the vision of the company to light and where we're going and showing, hey, we want to go here. We want to take you with us. Yeah, it's going to be a rocky road there, but it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And you're going to build something really cool with us and build it to the next level. I think that was part two of everything. Or maybe it was part one, and then we started building the sales team from there, right? So, and I think, you know, that's been a part of our, our culture for so long which is like money, money is great. Money is a, is a really short term tool. And yeah, it's great if you can build income too, but it's not a, it's not a main motivator. A main motivator here is like, yeah, yeah we all want to have great incomes and stuff like that. But on top of that, if we want to build something really cool that we believe in with people that we love being with. Yes, exactly. That's very important. Um, also, the operations, we basically had no operations. We had no titles for anyone. Um, that was one of the things that um, after a cool conference uh, in Texas that I went to, uh, we were able to get on the same page for like to truly understand what it is that we're lacking at the company. Because um, we're lacking a lot of things. But the one thing that we never lacked, it was the passion to the work that we always wanted to do and the knowledge to actually go and kill it, like to actually do our best in whatever it is that we're good at. And once we had those things in place, it was just a matter of like building systems and processes um, that could help us to scale. And then that's, it, it may be, it may sound like a very oversimplified version of all the roller coaster shit that we went through. Because um, every single day it was just a roller coaster of emotions. And you know, the thing that, We've been blessed that internally, like we have a really good partnership and I'm, I'm, I'm referring back to a culture because that helped me personally too. Because I mean, imagine this, like put yourself in these shoes. You have a company and you have a team of, at the time it was like, what, like 12 people, yeah. right? And then you have to go and tell every single one of them that unfortunately, no one's going to get paid for the foreseeable future. We have no idea when we're actually going to be able to pay anyone. And first, and, and the crazy thing is that we we told the team one by one. And uh, Lucas, if you're listening to this, man, I still feel pretty bad about it. Um, one of our stars, one of our stars in email marketing, um, he came into my office when I was doing something, he came in like very, very quietly. He like, hey, um, I heard that our our salaries are going to be decreasing. Does that apply to me as well? And I'm like, Caroline, you were supposed to have told Lucas. <laughs> and then, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, Lucas. Yes, that I, I, I truly, truly apologize because, you know, we should have communicated this to you earlier. Um, but he didn't really care. He was like, okay, well, that's fine. And, you know, the team that we started the pandemic with, like, is, I mean, the pandemic's still going, but the financial hardships, we don't have them anymore. I mean, we could still make a couple, couple grand more every month, but <laughs> we'll, we're getting there, right? Yeah, um, and we had such a great team that, that helped us and supported us. Physically, emotionally, mentally, during this 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 tough times, and I think that's 
at least in my case, that's what got me through it. Like I just couldn't, I just couldn't just say, hey, well, that's it, Caroline. You know, like peace. You know. Yeah. Um, we just, and thanks for being here. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Never giving up. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like you know, it was the thing that you told me multiple times. Like, Mama didn't raise no little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this is not the time. Yeah. If we can, if we can manage this company through a pandemic, we can pretty much manage it through anything, right? Yeah. So at that point, I guess the team saw that in us that even though on the inside we were we were nervous. Uh, at least personally, I was really really scared and. Not only that, I was sort of ashamed of everything that had happened. Um, you know, we just, and we were pretty open. Uh, at least I remember being pretty open. I know you were pretty open with the team as well, how we were feeling. It, it wasn't a, a, a nice experience for anyone. Um, but everyone said, I mean, everyone's losing their jobs anyway. So we might as well just stay here. You know, yeah. and <laughs> stay. But I think the, the the better way to word that was like, I don't know anywhere else that I would rather go. I think yeah. that's where everybody was at because they love clinical so much. Yeah. But we'll definitely have to extend this to a part two of Project Phoenix. I think this is a good part one. Yes. Happy to always be working with you, homie. I feel very blessed to have you. And I love it that we're talking about this stuff because I feel like a lot of business owners need to hear this, that you can get through this, you can't get through the pandemic. And for you guys who are kind of sort of crushing and wondering, okay, can I scale? Definitely you still can. We are scaling e-commerce stores all day long and other businesses all day long during a pandemic. So you just have to find your product market fit. Yes, pivot, pivot. Pivot fast, pivot smart. Woo! All right, guys, talk soon.